fuck the shit out of those avocado rolls. <laughs> That's um, how good they are. Yeah. And they deserve it. They, you know, when was the last time those avocado rolls got a single lick of action? Exactly. You know? They've been neglected. Exactly. And I would be a gentle lover. You would. I. You would be. Yeah. Absolutely. That is a. Uh, what I, I tell everybody about you. I'm like, Phoebe, hairstylist, um, gentle lover. Gentle lover. And my podcast host. Exactly. <laughs> those are the three. Yeah. Yeah, in order of what you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gentle loving is for sure the second. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in order also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do someone's do hair, their hair. Love them, them gently. gently. And then record, record the, podcast. the podcast. I'm like, gotta yeah. go now. I gotta record go my record podcast. the podcast. But you know right that I love you still because of the gentleness that we just had. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, I don't podcast. know. I don't know. Moonshine's here. Hi. Moonshine has opinions. She does. She has a lot to say. Um, I'm Phoebe. I am Taylor. This is our podcast remarks. 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 Um. This is a Art of the Revolution episode. This is a baby. silly episode so far. It's going to be silly for sure. Can't wait. Um, We're finally not like so fucking bummed the fuck out, I think is really what true. it is. Yeah, it's actually, um, I don't know if uplifting is the right word, yeah. but it's a little bit more of like a, a goofy, yeah. silly guy kind of episode. A little lighter, a little less oh. heart-wrenching. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um... How do you want to, who do you want, what do you want to go first? I feel like I'll go first because you've yeah. been first for the last few just because. been going first a lot. It's made sense chronologically, but yeah, I'll jump into it. Yeah, do your thing. All right. Um, well, as we discussed at length last week, the Vietnam War caused an intense amount of suffering. Um, the people of both North and South Vietnam, the American soldiers who deeply regretted their participation in the war, and civilians of not only Vietnam and America, but many other countries around the world experienced, um, a lot of suffering due to the Vietnam War as well. A lot of artists were inspired by the destruction and strife that the Vietnam War had caused, and one artist in particular was bearing the weight of the Vietnam War and the American Civil Rights Movement. Our boy, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Love him. (laughs) He (laughs) wrote the album What's Going On based on his brother Frankie's experience as a soldier in the Vietnam War. And as well as his own experience grappling with depression caused by the constant turmoil in the United States and loss in his personal life. Um, At the time, what's going on was being written his marriage to Anna Gordy, who was the sister of the founder of Motown Records, which is who he was recording with Mm -hmm. um, pretty much that his entire career. And he was really like before he made this album, he was making like kind of um, like R&B and more like love ballad type music. Um, what's going on or not what's going on what's the let's get it on on. that kind of thing um so his marriage to anna gordy who was the sister of the founder of motown records that marriage was falling apart and coming to an end he was in the midst of that and his close friend tammy terrell who he recorded ain't no mountain high enough with had died of brain cancer at just 24 um which is insane that's very unfortunate yeah yeah. so he was i'm older than that right now i know (laughs) as we speak as we speak we outlived tammy terrell um so yeah martin was fucking going through it um and then he also just was constantly plagued by these depressing headlines and especially affected by the kent state shooting when Mm. four college students had been shot and killed by members of the national guard and about that he said i couldn't sleep i couldn't stop crying um and so obi benson from the group the four tops and al cleveland who was a member of motown wrote the outline for the song what's going on And um, after having it rejected by several other musicians, they presented it to Marvin. And then he took the song and made it his own. And that kicked off the rest of his album. Um, Honestly, like the entire starting with the record, what's going on. And then Mm -hmm. the entire album almost did not get made because Motown Records was like, nobody's going to fucking like this at all. Like it's garbage, depressing (laughs) and it's not fun R&B. This is not anything you've ever done. Like, what are you doing? But he just kept pushing for it. And then what's going on was like huge. That song in particular. And then obviously the album now has a huge legacy. So fuck you, Motown Records. (laughs) How does it feel to be wrong, Motown <laughs> Records? So sit there in your wrongness. <laughs> so um, Marvin's brother Frankie had been stationed in Vietnam as a radio operator and had witnessed the many horrors of Vietnam. 
Before Frankie had left for Vietnam, him and Marvin had had a very complicated relationship. But when he returned, they reconnected over the emotions that they were both having over the state of the world. Um, and Frankie said about the Vietnam War and his relationship with Marvin, quote, The death and destruction I saw in Vietnam sickened me. The war seemed useless, wrong, and unjust. I relayed this all to Marvin and forgave him for never writing to me while I was over there. That had hurt, because he was a big star and none of my buddies believed he was my brother. Wait, I told them, he's going to write me back and prove it to you. He never did. So they had a very tumultuous yeah. relationship before he had left. And also, I mean, Marvin Gaye was pretty deep into drugs. He was dealing with yeah. his own depression, his wife, his friend dying. So, I mean. There's a lot of things yeah. going on. Yeah, and he's admitted himself. He feels very bad for what happened. But but there's an uplifting part that comes <laughs> later. Um, Called Franklin Gaye. Franklin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> so the very first song on the album, What's Going On, the titular song, begins with the sounds of a party and people catching up. The scene is a Vietnam veteran returning home and being welcomed home by his friends and family. Um, I'm going to share most of this song because it really is a great encapsulation of what this album is about. So I'm just going to go through some of the lines and then if some need like a little definition about what they're saying, I'll do that. Um, so he says, mother, mother, there's far too many of you crying. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know, we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. Um, obviously talking about the men who have gone off to war dying in war and mom's being sad about it um <laughs> he says father father we don't need to escalate you see war is not the answer for only love can conquer hate we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today and now comes my favorite line in the song picket lines and picket signs don't punish me with brutality talk to me so you can see what's going on um, obviously talking about at the time it was really hard to find a job, um, a lot of people struggling, a lot of companies going on strike for being treated, um, for being mistreated workers, mm -hmm. um, as well as obviously the civil rights movement going, yeah. tongue tied, civil rights movement going on and then the anti-war movement anti -war. going on. So all of the lots of protests, picket signs everywhere. Go. Yeah. And then referencing, um, police brutality. Of course, there was something that had happened in, um, Oakland where like these four black boys had been like brutally beat by the police which was where that line had really come from and then of course that was happening all over the fucking place yeah <laughs> um he goes on to say mother mother everybody thinks we're wrong oh but who are they to judge us simply because our hair is long which is a reference to like the hippie movement yeah. at the time and the way that like the older generation was like these crazy kids um which is funny because I feel like we're kind of going through something very similar now. I think it happens with like most generations, yeah, it's to be true. honest. Like. It's true. Um, he goes on to say, we've got to find a way to bring some understanding here today. Picket lines and picket signs don't punish me with brutality. Come on, talk to me so you can see what's going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just that obviously is the name of the album. It's a very succinct idea of what the entire album's about. These men returning home from Vietnam being like, literally what the fuck i just like risked my life at this pointless war and then i come home and like my country is basically at war as well yeah yeah i mean yeah it's pretty fucked up and i know like uh because yeah like even because lizzie b jizzlers our <laughs> fucking boy yeah had, like again as i mean kind of richard nixon too but like especially lyndon b johnson and jfk had like such big plans for like domestic mm -hmm. bills and stuff to get through and they just got like sucked into the vietnam war exactly and, and then never got to like actually do any of the shit they wanted to yeah so. yeah which i'm gonna go through the nina simone song that i was talking about mm -hmm. um last week and i think there's a bit as well in um one of the songs from this album that basically talks about that like it talks about like programs and money and things like that that were gonna go to citizens but then mm -hmm. everything just turned and went to the vietnam war and yeah many people were like very neglected because people of that over it <laughs> the next song on the album was written for marvin's brother frankie he wrote it directly from frankie's perspective um and when frankie first heard the song he was moved to tears and said that it was quote so personal and heartfelt and so here's a few quotes from the song war is hell when will it end when will people start getting together again are things really getting better like the newspaper said what else is new my friend Besides what I read, can't find no work, can't find no job, my friend. Money is tighter than it's ever been. And tell me, friend, how in the world have you been? Tell me what's out, and I want to know what's in. What's the deal, man? What's happening? What's happening, brother? What's been shaking up and down the line? I want to know, because I'm slightly behind the times. Um, 
So, you know, he says, are things really getting better like the newspaper said? The news at the time, I think, was not really reflecting the truth of what people were feeling. Um, he talks about not being able to find a job. Money's tighter than it's ever been, mm-hmm. especially for people returning home, like veterans returning home. It was extremely difficult for them to find any work at all. Um, and then I just love the part where he says, what's been shaking up and down the line? I want to know because I'm slightly behind the times. Because while all of those you know, people were off fighting in the Vietnam War, they have no idea what's been going what's on been happening, yeah. back home. True. Well, and and that, and then also like they, the U.S. government and like the military leaders over in Vietnam were just lying about right. how well the war was going. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it, they really weren't winning the war, but everybody was like, "Nah, dog, we fucking got it." And mm-hmm. the soldiers were like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> Are they, I uh, I don't know, dog. Based on every experience <laughs> I've had, it feels like we're not. Feels kind of bad. Kind of uh. <laughs> Not good, as the kids Not say. Not good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this song obviously describes Frankie returning back home after fighting in the Vietnam War and wanting to reconnect with the people in his life from home. Um, he's been out of touch with what's been with what's been happening in America and is very saddened and confused by the fighting he's seeing in his own home country. Um, moving on to another song from the album. It's called Save the Children. And it discusses how America following the Vietnam War seems very helpless. Um, The young people who had been involved with anti-war protests now were just kind of left wondering, like, what was going to come next and what's kind of their purpose now. Meanwhile, the older generation of the time was just tired and disillusioned by the war and by the country. Mm. And but also at the same time, were very disillusioned by these young people protesting and being very against everything. And so it was just like a really hopeless time (laughs) in general. Um, And so he asks the first line of the song. He asks, I just want to ask a question. Who really cares to save a world in despair? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Impactful. Truly. Truly. Um, The album What's Going On covered the Vietnam War, but it also spoke about the other horrors that he was seeing in America. The treatment of black people, the poverty, the struggle to work, and the destruction that the war in modern industry had caused to America's environment. Um, And in this song called Mercy, Mercy Me, parentheses, the ecology, Marvin talks about what he is seeing happen to the environment around him. Um, And it goes like this. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they used to be. Where did all the blue skies go? Poison is in the wind that blows from the north and south and east. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they used to be. Oil wasted on the ocean and upon our seas. Fish full of mercury. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they used to be. Radiation underground and in the sky. Animals and birds who live nearby are dying. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they used to be. What about this overcrowded land? How much more abuse from man can she stand? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm really glad that we figured that out in the 70s and that For sure. the environment's pretty chill now, Oh, right? we're like, yeah. got it on we're lock. On, like, we're not <laughs> facing, a like, a um, climate apocalypse. Not at all. Yeah. The, that would be bad. <laughs> the um, genius, like, I looked up the lyrics on genius, and, you know, it has, like, annotations mm-hmm. or whatever, and the little, like, thing at the bottom, they were like, I wonder how Marvin would feel now knowing what the environment's <laughs> like. I'm like, probably sh- he would probably, feel shitty. He probably wouldn't be stoked, like... <laughs> Not juiced. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-juiced, actually. The opposite. Um, I don't know. He'd be... What's what it's... Um, what it's um, the di- opposite of juice. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> dry. He'd be dry about it, for sure. <laughs> and I don't know if this line is a direct reference to Agent Orange. Um, the poison is in the wind that blows from the north and south and east. I don't know, but I felt like that reminded me. Yeah, very of. well, it could be. It also mm-hmm. could just be about the pollution, I, I suppose. Mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that is also poison that yeah. blows everywhere. <laughs> it is. It really is. Crazy. I wonder why so many people have asthma these days. True. Or so many people die from fucking cancer, dude. Yeah. Like, I think I read, like, a study that was, like, more people have cancer now than there were in, like, the 50s. And it's like, well, yeah, we live in a fucking ball of dirt like exactly like, a, like a, 
cloudy, smoggy <laughs> fucking orb in the middle of space. Like, <laughs> like the air that we breathe every day. There's like that thing where they'll do comparisons and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, breathing the air in Salt Lake City today is like smoking 10 cigarettes in a row. And I'm like, awesome. Bring it on. Let's do it. <laughs> Have no choice but to breathe this air. So, yeah. I mean, I could smoke 10 cigarettes in a row easy. So like <laughs> the fucking the air ain't got nothing on these fucking lungs of steel. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to start actually smoking cigarettes way more so that I can breathe the pollution I'm air. I'm pretty sure that's easier. how it works. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's like um, it's like exposing your immune system to things, exactly. but with your lungs. It's just like <laughs> marathon training your so lungs. You got to start them young. That's why you like for you sure. always give like babies cigarettes. Yeah. Like you're, absolutely. Mac noodles. <laughs> uh, so my friend Sam has uh, an old like 1983 uh mercedes benz like a car mm-hmm. and uh in the back seats there's like ashtrays because everybody smoked cigarettes back then for sure <laughs> the kids everyone give them. every member of the family every member of the family yeah start them start them when they're newborns <laughs> get it like i'm sure there were some kids and they're like oh you don't have a binky give them a cigarette give them a cigarette it'll stop <laughs> crying immediately immediately the baby's like man i'm relaxed exactly <laughs> you know what mom don't worry about my diaper <laughs> he's just like he's in like a instantly transported to like a smoky like a smoky dive bar yeah. and he's like I've heard that name in years <laughs> <laughs> pull ups don't know him <laughs> yeah daycare never been oh <laughs> uh, it's too good okay <laughs> enough of smoke if you uh, can smoky. draw Please draw a fan art of a smoking baby please, for us. Please, please. Like sitting, yeah, sitting in like an old dive bar, like yes. like regretting his life choices. His wife left him mm-hmm. and he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> we'll make a sticker out of it for you. Yes, we really will. We really will. Um, You know what else smokes? <laughs> Probably, I <laughs> don't know. Me asking Taylor, should we take an advocate? <laughs> um, me? No, I actually don't smoke anymore. I used to. Oh, well. But the ads probably do smoke. They do. They're fucking lighting them up. So fucking fire. Am I right? (laughs) Ladies. (laughs) Ladies. Ladies. Ads. Um, we're back, and, uh, we're talking, I mean, well, we were talking about cum, but (laughs) also veganism. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My favorite thing is pretty much every single time we come back from ad break, we're like, we're just talking about fisting. Yeah, just like the weirdest thing. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was kind of weird, I guess. We're talking about, like, I guess there's a vegan Facebook page that Phoebe used to be on, and someone asked if cum was vegan. Yeah. And, like. It's like, I Yeah, I mean, it's probably not, you don't have to think about it that hard. Yeah, like, I think it's (laughs) It's, okay. It's chill, like. live your life. (laughs) It's all right. No one's gonna, we're not gonna call the vegan police on you. (laughs) Exactly. Fucking vegan swat at your door. Are you swallowing your boyfriend's cum? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Somebody take that sound bite. Yeah, oh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to like isolate that and just like, yeah, go crazy with it. We're normal. It's for when you uh for when you get canceled again. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that to the conversation and and like take it out of context. Yes, so like yes. Phoebe pounds on people's doors <laughs> for swallowing. No it. swallowing. Okay. Anti we're we're strictly anti-swallow Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely swallowers get out <laughs> spit it out and then get out <laughs> what is happening this episode well, we're wild yeah we're wiling out y'all i'm sorry we, we had a like crazy weekend it was a wild weekend lots but, of fun yeah lots of fun happy birthday to our fucking boy my boyfriend justin Nothing. we love him all right well marvin gay <laughs> marvin gay <laughs> Marvskis. Marvskis. Mizzy Glizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, really sober also, you guys. Yeah, I have not been drinking. <laughs> wow. High um, on life. High on life. Very. So, the last song on the album um, is called Inner City Blues, and then in parentheses, Make Me Wanna Holler. 
outlines the plight of those living in underfunded cities and how the government specifically marginalizes them, um, specifically the black population, and how many of the young men living in these underfunded cities were tricked into going off to the Vietnam War. Much like how the military still manipulates people from poor cities into joining the military. True. Crazy how that happens and nothing ever changes. Yeah. I was, because I'm just knowing that you were doing this uh, anti-war propaganda mm-hmm. uh, episode or whatever. Um, it always makes me think of the song BYOB by System of a Down. Mm. Just because there's a line in there, because it was about like Desert Storm, so a little bit of a different era. Mm. But one of the lines is, why do they always send the poor? to like fight their wars literally yeah like literally though it always makes me think of that because yeah fuck it fuck why do leaders start wars and then make us fight them it's stupid i've it's my the thesis statement of my last album pretty much genuinely (laughs) like genuinely though it's insane like i have fucking nothing to do with this bro Mm -hmm. and then especially when you add the draft into that it's like yeah, it's like, I didn't even sign up for this yeah, shit. I yeah, I don't give a fuck what your beef is with Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck. I'm just trying to live my life. Truly, truly. Yeah. Also, another um, great uh, kind of anti-war song. It's a cover, but freebie, freebie. Phoebe Bridgers just did a cover of this song that's, like, very um, anti-war and, like, soldier mm-hmm. being in the war and just being, like, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is going on? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, I've... I can't, obviously, you can't speak for, like, every soldier that's ever existed, but I feel like you hear a lot of stories about, like, soldiers that are like, yeah, I didn't really give a fuck about the conflict Mm -hmm. that I was in. Like, I was fighting for, like, myself and the, like, people I was there with. Like, I wasn't fighting for a country. Because when it comes down to it, it's like, I don't, I didn't start this war. This isn't my, I'm just here. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Even in like Desert Storm and ones where there wasn't a draft, it's like mm-hmm. people didn't necessarily sign up to go to that specific place. Right. They were told to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. That is true. And an interesting thing to bring up is like the different places that people get stationed. It's like you don't even mm-hmm. you don't get to choose like what part of the war you're going to be involved in. And like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have no fucking clue what's going on. Like shit's fucked up over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Rough. Um, so the song Inner City Blues goes like this. Well, this is some of the lines, not the whole thing. Um, rockets, moonshots, spend it on the have nots, money we make it, for we see it, you take it. Um, obviously about like spending money on these military things, spending money on shit the fucking government <laughs> doesn't need to be doing. Um, and he's asking, like, why don't you spend it on these people that need help in your own country? Yeah. He says, inflation, no chance to increase finance. Bills pile up sky high. Send that boy off to die. Oh, make me want to holler. Obviously, what we were just talking about, like, these families with fucking bills they can't Mm -hmm. pay dying in their own country. And it's like, now go die for our country that's screwing you over in fucking Vietnam. He says, hang-ups, let-downs, bad breaks, setbacks. Natural fact is, oh, honey, that I can't pay my taxes. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow, Marvin. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> oh, crime is increasing. Trigger-happy policing. Panic is spreading. God knows where we're heading. Oh, make me want to holler. They don't understand. Um, again, another, like, uh, reference to... Um, police brutality mm-hmm. a line that is very relevant still to this day which Unfortunately. is unfortunately great yeah and then at the end of the song he repeats a sentiment from the very first song of the album to close it all up and connect the message of the album he says mother mother everybody thinks we're wrong who are they to judge us simply because we wear our hair long so he brings it back yeah. to the first song what's going on um this album flows together beautifully. There's a common melodic thread throughout the entire thing, and the songs kind of blend mm-hmm. from one to the next. Um, it takes you on the journey of the struggles in America at the time pertaining to the war and the struggle that the Vietnam vets were having trying to reintegrate back into society when they came home. Um, it speaks on Marvin's own personal drug use that he was using to cope with the depressing states of things, um, which I didn't really add any of those songs in there in here today because i was obviously trying to do ones that were relevant to the vietnam war um but 
yeah, he he has a lot of songs talking about like his own struggles there. Mm-hmm. Um, it outlines the struggles of black Americans who were being brutalized by the police, struggling financially, and then being sent off to fight for a country they truly should have no allegiance to because the country's also trying to fucking kill them. So, yeah, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's all good stuff. I mean, yeah, like the whole idea of uh, just allegiance to anything is, um, I don't know, not what I'm about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. I mean, I got into a conversation, I don't, oh, with Justin actually, the other day about like how fucking weird and creepy and like brainwashing saying the Pledge of Allegiance is. Yeah. Allegiance. Pledging your allegiance. You're pledging your allegiance, yeah. From like first grade. Yeah, what you, the before fuck? you even know what it means, yeah, right? Like, literally. And even then, like, I feel like you, it just becomes a thing where you say it, and yeah. you're just like, oh, you're not yeah. like consciously aware of yeah, what it just, means. As I stopped saying the Pledge of Allegiance, I think when I was in, like, I was a junior in high school, I mm. just would like stand, but I wouldn't like say it or put mm. my hand over my heart or anything. Yeah. Because then I was like, "Fuck this! I don't like this country. Yeah. I don't want to." <laughs> I and again, I've. Even before I was, like, a full-blown anarchist, like, I had weird feelings about, like, authority of any For kind. Sure. So yeah. I was like, I don't want to pledge allegiance to anything. Yeah. Like, I, it's stupid. Like, I, I only, I, I don't know, I guess, like, I only a pledge, pledge my allegiance, quote-unquote, to, like, things that I believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't know, I feel like this country is so, like, what you're pledging your allegiance to is so subject to change and so mm-hmm. subject to, like, do whatever they fucking want yeah so you're just like blindly being like here's my full devotion to you america <laughs> no matter what you do ever exactly like, yeah. exactly Some bullshit <laughs> okay so the last song i'm gonna go through quickly is backlash blues by nina simone i mentioned this one last episode mm-hmm. um i feel like this song complements a lot of marvin's sentiment but it's from a black woman's point of view So she says, Mr. Backlash, Mr. Backlash, just who do you think I am? You raise my taxes, freeze my wages, and send my son to Vietnam? You give me second-class houses and second-class schools. Do you think that all colored folks are just second-class fools? Oh, Mr. Backlash, I'm going to leave you with the Backlash Blues. When I try to find a job to earn a little cash, all you got to offer is your mean old white backlash. But the world is big, big and bright and round and it's full of folks like me who are black yellow beige and brown mr backlash i'm gonna leave you with the backlash blues mr backlash mr backlash just what do you think i got to lose i'm gonna leave you with the backlash blues you're the one who will have the blues not me just wait and see which damn yeah she just kind of went off oh my (laughs) god it's so good the attitude honestly i know so obviously she you know she's talking about what we've been saying this whole time, mm-hmm. like the the taxes, be, not being able to pay your taxes, the wage theft, the fucking like um, underfunded cities with shit houses and second class schools. And she's like, do you think that all of us, you know, black people are idiots? We don't realize what you're doing <laughs> to us. Um, you know, and she's like and then she says, when I try to find a job to earn a little cash all I get is your mean old white backlash. Like mm-hmm. all you get is, is folks being racist towards you and yeah. segregation and all this shit. Like when you try to play their game. Well, and you think like, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it makes me think of like the black Panthers and how they were like, Hey, um, so y'all hate us. <laughs> so we're going to like do our own thing. Like, you know, we're going to have community, uh, programs for like kids in schools mm-hmm. to get them breakfast and lunch. And like, you know, have like uh, mutual aid and all this stuff and, you know, have our own weapons and things to defend ourselves. And once they started like doing their own thing, the government was like, nah, you can't do that. And it's like, yep. what do you, uh, it just like exposes how fucking evil exactly. the government actually is. Cause it's like, they try, you know, if they even try to like s- do something on their own or make yeah, their own community, like support their own community. Yeah. They, they fuck them over then too. Exactly. It's like, like it's, it just puts like a glaring light on the fact that it's like this isn't just negligence on the part of the government it's like systematic oppression exactly. like look at um um oh, fuck what's the name of the city Seneca Village and um in Tulsa like literally yeah. thriving black cities that that the black community had created themselves where it was like oh, okay you're fucking us over we're going to create our own community exactly. to support ourselves and the American government bombed them so 
Yeah, exactly. It's systematic oppression. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's, I feel like they paint it like it was negligence or that like, uh, it's painted like, oh yeah, they were just, you know, like, yeah, segregation was bad, but that's all it was. And it's like, no, they were actively oppressing these people. Like they were being, uh, harmful to them. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, and I just, I love at the end here where she's like, what do you think I have to lose? You know? Um, well, she's like this world that's so big, it's full of folks like me. And then she goes, what do you think I've got to lose? I'm, you're going to be the one who has the backlash blues, which it's just, it's, oh, it's mm-hmm. such amazing line. But, you know, she's talking about like, there's a lot of other people that feel exactly like she does who are aware of the like oppression that they're experiencing that's specifically targeting them. Um, and it's like, you have, I have nothing left to lose. So I have everything to gain. Exactly. You know? So like it's like, easy to fight from the bottom up. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Fucking good shit, Nina. Also, yeah, listen to shit. more Nina Simone. She's amazing. Yeah, listen to all the things. Yes. All of the songs Phoebe's talking about. <laughs> yeah, and be sure. I mean, listen to the whole um, What's Going On album all the way through. It's actually not a very long album, and it is just, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. And very jazzy. <laughs> very jazzy. Really good. Jazzy. <laughs> jazzy. <laughs> um. So there you go. That's my that's my piece for today. Beautiful, absolutely marvelous per usual. <laughs> um, yeah, listen to all those artists because uh, really good stuff. And I feel like there's I don't want to say there's like necessarily a lack, but they just don't make uh, political music like they used to. Yeah, I don't know if that's just me being a geezer, but <laughs> a geezer, a geezer. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to jump in and do start my little portion of the portion of the episode. <laughs> if, uh, if I was Fran- French, <laughs> what was it? We were, we were doing something yesterday and I was like, do y'all think that we like need France? <laughs> oh, we were talking about opera ski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause we went tubing yesterday <laughs> and <laughs> we we're talking about opera ski. And I was like, do we need France? Like, can we just take the baguettes and go like and <laughs> society has progressed past the point for the french yeah i like the need for france <laughs> uh i mean we'll take the eiffel tower too i guess yeah. it's it's, it's right. nice it's something yeah. something to look at i want all the art yeah good art um, make it i don't know accessible for everybody to see truly yeah honestly yeah putting art behind like a pay barrier is stupid it's some bullshit what's that like uh that Joni Mitchell song, it's the one that uh, Counting Crows did a cover of, uh, mm. Big Yellow Taxi. Yes. Where it's like, uh, there's a line in it where it's like, took all the trees and put them in a tree museum mm. and charged the people a dollar an hour just to see them. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Go off, Joni. Talking about, yeah, Joni Mitchell. <laughs> a classic. Anyway. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to be discussing Cold War propaganda, specifically American Cold War propaganda. Can't so. wait. This spans a little bit of a time frame. But uh, propaganda during the Cold War reached its peak around the 1950s and 60s. Um, so obviously that was kind of when JFK and Lizzie B. Jizzlers were all <laughs> doing their shit. Um, Jizzy Fizzy Clizzly and exactly. Lizzie B. Jizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big names. The big names. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Everybody's faves. All stars. Um, an early piece of Cold War propaganda was an American short film titled Make Mine Freedom, uh, discussing the advantages of those who live in a capitalist society. This was released in 1948. The following year, another short film titled Meet King Joe was released, and it was actually aimed at workers, basically kind of telling them to like be complacent, be like, mm. like, oh, isn't it great that you have a job and you... Uh, <laughs> And you, you're so lucky to have a job. You should not uh, want to have more money because think of all the nice. Look at what you already have. Like, just you know, trying to tell them not to agitate for, for better sure. working rights. Yeah, um, it's greedy of you to not have to work. Exactly, ten hours like, a day. You want to do something you like. Well, I mean, 
just be happy that you have a job. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's really interesting. I kind of just made this connection in my brain, but Mm. I think that we're seeing a lot of that coming out of the pandemic too. So much. Like I've had people tell me at my job, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm glad you still have a job. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, like having a job is fine, but like people still need to, like you should still want to be treated better at your job if they're treating you shitty. Like, And, like, that shouldn't be the baseline, especially, like, going through what we've gone through last year and continuing into this year. It's, like, the baseline shouldn't be, like, glad I still have a fucking job that sucks. (laughs) Exactly. It should be, like, no, glad our government fucking got their shit together to protect us from this fucking thing, which they didn't. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, moving into the 1950s, uh, the actual government actually didn't have to create much propaganda because they would rely on other media outlets to do uh, propaganda for them. Mm. Uh, Phoebe, have you ever heard of a little thing called the Hayes Code? No. All right, all right. Uh, the Hayes Code, uh, it was named after... Fucking, let me find the guy's name. It was named after the person who, like, set it up. It was also known as, like, the Motion Picture Production Code. Mm. Um, It was basically, like, a set of rules that you could, you had to follow, like, um, self-enforced rules that Hollywood, like, put on itself. Okay. So, like, you know, there, and a lot of directors were really over the Hays Code. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but yeah, so it lasted until about 1968 or so. Um, and it included, so these were things that were not allowed to be shown on screen, okay. pointed profanity, uh, any licentious or suggestive nudity, mm. uh, the mm. illegal traffic in drugs, any inference of sex perversion, white slavery, <laughs> <laughs> miscegenation, so I think that's interracial marriage. Oh, okay. I believe is what that is referring to. Uh, sex hygiene and venereal disease. What? Scenes of actual childbirth. Children's sex organs, which, okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, we should keep that one. Uh, ridicule of the clergy. <laughs> <laughs> is this fucking, uh, fucking printing press man times? <laughs> like, the hell? Yeah. Uh, willful offense to any nation, race, or creed, which would also, like, include America. Right. Um... Like, I feel like we know what that one was exactly. for, really. The, these were ones that were, like, um, you're supposed to be careful. So it's, like, you could do these, but you had to be, like, you're on thin ice, right? <laughs> like, so the use of the flag, international relations, arson, the use of firearms, theft or robbery, uh, brutality and possible gruesomeness, technique of committing murder by whatever method, methods of smuggling, third-degree methods, not sure what that means. Actual hangings or electrocutions. Huh. Sympathy for criminals. <laughs> Attitude towards public characters and institutions. Uh, sedition? Uh, I'm not sure about that one. I'll have to look it up. Apparent cruelty to children and animals. Branding of people or animals. The sale of women or of a woman selling her virtue. <laughs> Which is a funny way to say that, I guess. Um, yeah. Rape or attempted rape, first night scenes, or I think, like, one night stands. <laughs> uh, man and woman in bed together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Deliberate seduction of girls. <laughs> the, <laughs> the institution of marriage. What? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Surgical operations, the use of drugs, titles or scenes having to do with law enforcement, and excessive or lustful kissing, particularly when one <laughs> character or the other is a heavy in air quotes which i heavy (laughs) so on this wikipedia article that lists it uh heavy is like highlighted so i clicked on it Uh and it took it to like the page for criminals so i think heavy means Uh, like they were a criminal of some kind interesting so yeah a lot of how are you gonna make a movie at all (laughs) that's all the good things to watch yeah (laughs) it's my favorite kind of movies (laughs) people lustfully kissing and trying to seduce women Exactly. Uh, we should make a movie with all of those things. Yes, let's yeah. do it. That's only all of that. <laughs> only that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so interestingly enough, this is kind of a side tidbit, but that's where, like, obviously sexual perversion, 
homosexuality was included in that. Uh, and that's where uh, queer coding comes from. Is you can uh, outright say that a, like a character was gay, but you could imply that they were gay, right? Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. so that's the Hayes Code. Um, Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Uh, the Hayes Code was only one part, though. The Red Scare, as well as the governmental pressure, pushed uh, creators to portray communism in an unfavorable light to children and adults alike. Yeah. In 1962, the film Red Nightmare released to originally... <laughs> it was actually released originally for tra- to train armed forces, but then was released to the public. Oh, Jesus. Um, and by train armed forces, it was like brainwash the armed yeah, forces. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Of course. Uh, Red Nightmare alleges that the Soviet Union was uh, recreating American cities to train spies to sabotage America. So they were like building replicas of American cities and having like people live there so that they would know like mm. what it's like, I guess, you know, like <laughs> our culture. I don't know. Uh, and then the rest of the story is about a man who falls asleep one night and has a red nightmare. Uh, where he wakes up and is living his life in the Soviet Union. <laughs> and, oh my like, God. you know, everything goes wrong. Yeah. His rights are taken away. Ah, and, communism. Ah, communism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, pretty, pretty wild shit. Uh, a comic book called The Godless Communist. Oh, God. Uh, began running in the Treasure Chest comic book in 1961. Also, kind of a sick band name. Yeah. You want to start a band called The Godless Communists? Absolutely. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're not wrong, right? Because communism was very anti-religion, very or at least in Marx's, you know? like, theories. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that, like, with, I mean, and again, kind of communism and, and like, leftism in general, mm-hmm. it's like, you can have religion, but you don't want, like, hierarchies of religion, totally. right? Like, you yeah. can, a person can, like, personally practice whatever they want but mm-hmm. like but that shouldn't be influencing like what exactly. decisions are being made for the public mm-hmm. but there is a big conversation to be had about like how religion makes it so that you don't want to change your like material situation sure. here like it oppresses like workers and things like mm-hmm. that so. but again it's kind of hard to say like oh you can't practice religion you yeah know? <laughs> like if somebody wants to believe they can believe whatever they want thing. right but yeah um, the comic was basically the same as the Red Nightmare, where America is taken over and renamed the United Soviet States <laughs> of America, <laughs> and uh, everyone's rights are abolished. Um, of course, because that's how it works. Exactly. That's what communism is. Nobody has rights. No one has any rights, um, and uh, all of your things get stolen. Right. No, instantly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like the, immediately. The minute you like buy something... It's just taken right taken away. Taken out of your hand. Snatched. Snatched. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> you ever try that? Dora was an uh, anti communist. Yeah, she was. <laughs> it's literally like the second you leave the fucking grocery store, some guy just out there like mauls you and takes exactly. your fucking groceries, and you're like, ah, communism. You're like, ah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about that dang communism? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what won't? steal your products when you walk out of a grocery store uh at 3 a.m on a saturday (laughs) morning 3 a.m on a saturday morning because your sleep schedule is messed up Mm -hmm. and you go grocery shopping really late at night Mm -hmm. and uh you hate yourself for it and the workers all think that you're insane because Mm -hmm. you're the only one in the store Mm -hmm. shopping at 3 a.m and you're probably talking to yourself you're probably talking to yourself like i am right now Mm -hmm. going over the scenario in my head Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it anchor (laughs) It is. It is actually. Oh my God, yeah, crazy. you guessed perfect. That was wow. amazing. Yeah. yeah, that is what they. That's their guarantee. That's their whole tagline, and it's kind of long, um, but you know, they 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 say what they're about. They right like up it. Front. They like it. You know, and who am I to judge a, a company? Yeah, a podcast under distribution. This, exactly under this free market capitalism. You know, like. <laughs> They can do whatever they want. I would never do such a thing. I would never wish the downfall of free market capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> On Ever. this show? Absolutely not. This this me? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this me? This dimension? No. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Ads. All right. We're back. Um, how you doing, Phoebe? Oh, I'm so solid. I'm having a great time. Yeah. How's uh? How's um? I don't know. Life. How's <laughs> our things? <laughs> uh, they're good. I'm the audience good. is curious. The audience is curious. Well, um, I'm good. 
very busy, but yeah. doing well. Yeah, I must say I very much like your braids. <laughs> Thank very you. Cute. Thank you. My hair's a little dirty today, so I put it in little braids. Couldn't even tell. Wouldn't Thank even know. Thank you. Um, anyway, getting back into uh, Cold War propaganda. <laughs> Taylor's hair also looks nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, in the 1950s, uh, old friend of the pod, the CIA, Love em. commissioned an animated version of George Orwell's Animal Farm be released to warn the public of the dangers of communism, um, uh, which is a whole discussion, of classic. course, about whether that's really about communism or like authoritarianism mm-hmm. and like fascism, you know. It's a it's a big thing. Anyway, um, Hollywood, in an attempt to seem loyal and patriotic, made a multitude of pro-America films in the wake of the blast of the black listings. Uh, a few examples being Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. The Blob, Big Jim McClain, and The Third Man. Um, going into some of those, the first two movies uh, being examples of shadowy alien forces attempting con- to control the minds of the good and upstanding Christian citizens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, you know, that's that was the whole communist shtick, right? It's like they're trying sure. to take you over and and make you n- hate God, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Again, the godless communist. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. That is what that is the future <laughs> that I specifically, I can't speak for the whole left, but no. that is what I want. Yeah, you know? me personally. Yeah, I want uh, you to never think for yourself ever again, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Actually, I, I want to be the dictator of America. Yeah. <laughs> so if you all can make that happen, please. Quickly. <laughs> with haste. With haste. <laughs> uh, Big Jim McClain stars John Wayne. <laughs> Big Jim McClain. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> I believe you. But it is, it is it a funny name. It sounds made up. It does it sound made like, up. It sounds like, I don't know, like some dumb thing in like a show. True. Big Jim Big McClain. Big John McClain. Yeah. Stars John Wayne as uh, a HUAC investigator. House on mm. American Activities. That's right. Uh, who stamps out communist activity in Hawaii, which okay. I don't know too much history in that area. Maybe there was like a big communist presence in Hawaii. Not sure. Seems like a. Okay. Yeah. Uh, side note John Wayne uh, is actually a giant piece of shit. Mm. Just thought I'd throw that out there. John cool. Wayne, super racist. Oh, yeah. A lot of people at that time were, but. Yeah. But like, yeah. He was like racist with a platform, you know? Yeah, and that's, you know. In an age when not everyone had a platform. <laughs> right. Um, the Third Man, a British film, was a British film involving Soviet and Western espionage, which was also a common premise at the time. Capitalist spies were always the good guys, though. Of course. Um, this fed directly into James Bond and the romantic, romanticiza- mm. romanticization. <laughs> that and did i say that word i right? would say yes all right, all right you know what i'm trying to say i do of the uh the spy fighting for totally. freedom uh throughout the 50s 60s and 70s mm-hmm. um television on the other hand was much newer than film so the propaganda tended to be more subtle although uh, many shows depicted the traditional religious american values heavily and emphasized the importance of education work obedience and uh, mm. the prosperity enjoyed by americans so, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because, you know, you have, like, because I even think of, like, I Love Lucy and, you know, shows like right. that where it's, like, you get off of work and you go home to your wife who's happily cooking uh-huh. and things like that, you know. Uh-huh. Just that whole idea because the propaganda wasn't necessarily always aimed at, like, making the Soviet Union look bad. Right. But ma- or, like, you know, being, like, the Soviet Union does this, but it also being, like, isn't your life so great yeah. here? Yeah. Do you want you want something to change like <laughs> yeah so i don't know i, I don't know. it's interesting like the way because you know they just programmed you to think that uh anything that wasn't american was bad exactly just exactly. kind of what they still do in a way yeah but. it's true <laughs> and it's like keeps people in that like ideal um sort of family life for mm-hmm. capitalism you know the wife staying home and the cooking the the husband going out and working fucking a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just, it pushed people to like live their life by example, of course, which is what everybody does. And that was the example. So it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's yeah what I guess that's to do. all we have to do. And like Lucy seems so thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's funny too, because like, uh, I, th- you know, it was like, 
this big thing like you know women having jobs and whatnot like obviously during like the war like world war ii like mm-hmm. women had to take a lot of industrial jobs and things like that and i think once like businesses realized they could also exploit women workers they were like yeah women can have jobs mm-hmm. like because <laughs> like now you know it's not uncommon for uh you know an entire family the husband and wife or however it's set up to have but both of them have jobs for right? sure like, yeah yeah you know so it's like yeah it'd be nice if one parent could stay at home with the kids exactly. like that doesn't happen like yeah. often because <laughs> um, they were like oh wait we can exploit more people let's can, raise the prices of everything yeah and we can just pay women less <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win it's a win-win for everybody except <laughs> the women obviously but like but like do women matter <laughs> Do we really care what they think? Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love America. <laughs> anyway, on uh, the more literary end of things, the spy novel was also huge at this time, mm. similar to the spy movie. The 1950s saw The Spy Who Loved Me, a James Bond novel fighting Smirsh, S-M-E-R-S-H. <laughs> Smirsh? Uh, a Soviet counter spy okay. named Smirsh. Smirsh. And I feel like it's an acronym. It just, because it was all capital letters. Oh. I don't know what it stands for. It's a stupid acronym. Soviet mothers. Under. It's an E. Soviet mothers entertain. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I lost the thread. We were doing good music. oh my anyway (laughs) um as well as jean le cares the spy who came from the cold which uh was set in east germany Ah. which was uh, obviously the um communist side of germany Mm -hmm. the 1950s and 60s also saw the popularization of pulp fiction novels about the cold war Mm. fun fact yes not related at all uh, pulp fiction comes from the low quality rough paper manufactured from wood pulp that w- these novels would be printed on. Right. I thought that was interesting. It That's is interesting. It from. Yeah. Um, some of these novels included uh, Purgatory of the Conquered, which sounds like a metal band. Um, it really does. <laughs> uh, we are Purgatory, Purgatory of, of the, the Conquered. conquered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Showing another story of America taken over by communist forces, as well as a more vulgar one titled um, Red Rape. Oh, wow. Yeah. Describing Soviet plans to enslave Western women for sexual exploitation. Wow. Yeah. Pretty kind of insane. Yeah. It's a little Um, unhinged. A little unhinged, if you will. The American government. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, and granted, again, these this wasn't necessarily the government, but people oh, were sure, doing yeah. the work for them. Like, yeah, you know, true. like there was, and again, a lot of it came from like if you made anything criticizing the government, you were going to be blacklisted for being yeah. a communist, yeah. right? Like, so you kind of just had to like accept the norms if you wanted to like work in the industry. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, then the people who had been being who were fed that propaganda then grow up to make more propaganda because that's right. what they believe right? yeah like yeah it's a ci- the cycle of propaganda <laughs> <laughs> the circle of life exactly the circle of life but it's shittier and uh <laughs> i hate it <laughs> and it's not a fire song in the lion king no anyway oh moonshine's cute um one positive thing that came out of the soviet union and america pissing contest was both <laughs> countries wanted to prove that they were better at art or like at the arts um, huh. This led to higher funding for art programs in both countries. Wow. Uh, <laughs> one insane story is of a Rudolf uh, Rudolf uh, Nureyev. Nureyev. Okay. Nureyev. I don't know. It's Russian. Uh, Russian names. Um, who in 1961 defected from the Soviet Union to the West to perform with Britain's Royal Ballet. Uh, another side note: Why is everything in Britain got to be like the royal something? Yeah, right. You know, I know. It's like, can it just be a normal thing? Yeah, like can it just be like Britain's ballet company? Exactly. Like Calm the royal down. ballet. There's the, not the, the fuck off. The fucking queen isn't dancing around in a tutu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do they dance? I mean, maybe they dance for the queen, but it's like, are they s- exclusively for the queen? 
Yeah. But no, they're probably not the. Yeah. It's not royal then. Like, like, also, we the, get it. The England. queen isn't even royal. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. Even, she doesn't even do anything. No, she's literally <sighs> on her fucking deathbed. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, good when she dies. Oh yeah. Maybe not good, but I'm not gonna cry about no, it. No, <laughs> I won't be sad. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I yeah, I've read a lot of things where it's like people are like. Like there'll be some people who uh, who defend the queen, and they're like the the royal family has all of this land, and like they you know they have all of these these things on this land, so like they have a big part in the economy. And then other people will be like, you know, if we take if like the royal family isn't the royal family, we can take the yeah, land from them. Like they don't just, have to give them the land. <laughs> like <laughs> they're just like the highest level the final boss landlord exactly <laughs> like, we can take it from them yeah and we probably should because we don't have they got all that land when yeah. they were oppressive when they were exactly. an oppressive monarch why like, do they uh, you don't need that shit yeah I don't turn know. the fucking castle into a a, a house for a place for people to live that need a place to live yeah no, i mean shelter a hom- yeah like a homeless shelter. <laughs> that's, that's the word that's the word <laughs> um but yeah anyway uh krusheskev krusheskev the sure. leader of the soviet union uh signed a death warrant for nureyev if he ever returned back to russia because wow. of his defection wow that's how serious the pissing contest between oh, america yeah. no, and was, the soviet union was yeah um the 1980s saw a revival in Cold War propaganda with films like Red Dawn and Rocky mm. Four, uh, which in Rocky Four, I'm pretty sure he like fights the, the like Soviet guy. <laughs> so like athletics were a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, That's stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's all the same fear mon- mongering techniques used in the 60s, but now with better camera equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, other notable forms of art propaganda were the 1951 Children's Crusade Against Communism Bubblegum Cards, which I lost <laughs> my mind over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> A variety of cards found in bubblegum packs warning kids of the dangers of communism. Let me read you one right now. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I can't wait. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me it's pull like this up. It's like the lengths that... <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, and the thing that's so funny to me too is that it's like the the lengths that um you know people are willing to go to like brainwash their children to be like you know anti communist or now like pro America or whatever, and mm-hmm. then it's like but the gays are shoving whatever down <laughs> our throats, and it's like you literally made a line of bubble gum <laughs> that was anti communist for your five year old. It's true. It's true. Like get a fucking grip, baby. Um. So here's what it looks like. We'll post this on the Insta. Right. Um, I'm going to read this to you. Keep in mind, this is coming from the country that was blacklisting people for associating with communists. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what it says. Why is this Russian family being arrested? Perhaps the radio is a clue. These people may have been listening to the voice of America. The voice, you know, is a radio program in which our State Department tells the truth about the free world. The red leaders do not want the Russian people to learn what real freedom is like. They might ask it. They might ask it for themselves. But who reported that this family tuned into the Voice? Perhaps someone they thought was a friend. Who can tell? Who, who can tell? Who may be a spy for the secret police? And then it says, "Fight the red menace" on the bottom. <laughs> wow. Yeah, insane. Wow. Absolutely unhinged Is that behavior. not what you're exactly doing, America? Exactly. Like, they were literally blacklisting people for associating with communists. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Oh, my God. Again, they're, the Soviet Union and America were doing the same fucking exactly. shit. Exactly. To each other. And, like, uh, yeah, it's so it's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. Um, as well as print articles from the... Uh, from the time feeding the fear and paranoia of imminent imminent attack from the Soviet Union. Many of these articles would contain testimonials from former citizens of communist countries. Um, and yeah, so pretty much uh, America and the Soviet Union both suck. Yeah. And I'm sure there is an equal amount of like Soviet propaganda against America. I just, for sure. This was specifically talking about American propaganda. Yep. And uh, yeah, I just I think it's funny to point out how uh, we literally did the same exact things. Yeah, it's <laughs> so hypocritical. 
Well, and it's, like, interesting, too, thinking about, like, the propaganda. Like, I think us looking back at propaganda um, from, like, that era, you know, earlier area mm-hmm. eras is, like, it seems extremely obvious to us. And we're going to look back on, like, our time now and be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. um, I think, like, uh, superhero movies is a huge example of oh, that. Yeah. Like, how how pro-military propaganda they are. And pro-America as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Captain America. Like. <laughs> His name is Captain America, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just, I don't know. I think propaganda is funny because, and it's funny specifically in America because we have, like, this whole idea of, like, free speech and free mm-hmm. thinking that, like, we're all about, like, oh, we, we're the, you know, we're the free thinkers of the world. Yeah. and it's China like, would never let you. Exactly. But it's, like, it's, again, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, at this point in history, we're not being murdered for having leftist beliefs, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's uh, not some American propaganda for you. Yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is, too, is that there is like literally still anti-communist propaganda to oh, this yeah. day, like in our new media. Literally, um, you know, Boy Meets World. Yeah. And then they made that new like Girl Meets World mm-hmm. show. There was like a whole bit in it that was like this anti-communist thing where like the kids had to do this school project about like different government systems or something Mm -hmm. and so the one group chooses communism at the end they're like all dressed the same and saying the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and so then like the teacher gives them all like a shared grade so they get like a low grade or something and they're like that's not fair and he's like well that's what communism is he's like they're like, we're sorry. We'll never do communism again. <laughs> it's like so insane. Gee Williger, as I learned my lesson. <laughs> it was like literally so up. I was like, uh, what yeah. the fuck am I watching? Uh, I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Even just with the whole idea, like, because, you know, there's a bunch of Q people who are like consistently talking about wanting to murder communists. You yeah. Know? It's like. Even though they don't know what communism really is, <laughs> like people think Joe Biden is a communist. Oh and my it's god! Like, I don't want to be associated with Joe Biden. Absolutely not. <laughs> the man is literally a fascist. So. Yeah, literally, like they as capitalist as they come. <laughs> Fresh off the printers, capitalist there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's that's all I got. Got that's any ending all she thoughts? Wrote. Any uh, um, comments, questions, conundrums? Vietnam concerns? War, bad. Okay, Capitalism, okay. bad. Communism, good? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Soviet Union, bad. But yes, communism, but communism good. good. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Moonshine, any thoughts? Yeah, no, She's, exactly. Yeah, that was the most sure. profound. That was really good part yeah. of the whole episode. Actually, uh, why don't you talk more on the podcast? I know she literally is yelling the whole time until we start recording. She's like, "True, yeah." Like she's like screaming at Phoebe to <laughs> pet her, and then <laughs> the minute we start recording, the she's minute like, I'm like, "Moonshine, say something." She gets nervous. She, she gets acts nervous. like she can't talk. Are you nervous? Oh, she's just a little microphone shy. True. True. <laughs> Anyway, uh, plug skis, plug a roonies, plug down, pizzlies. Drove my Chevy to the levee, and the levee was plug. plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too good. Oh my god. Um. Well, if you would like to look at these pictures that we were talking about, the thing that the little bubblegum card that Taylor just mentioned, I'll post a little picture of Marvin Gaye. Check out our Instagram, which is at Remarks Podcast, and our TikTok, which is the same name at Remarks Podcast. Mm-hmm. There's all of three TikToks up. Yeah. They're good. They're a good three TikToks. That's though. true. You'll have a good time while watching them. Absolutely. Um, we also have a Twitter account. It is at Remarks Pod. Um, I run the Twitter, so you can you can talk to me instead <laughs> of Phoebe. <laughs> uh, and then also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Please. and you can check out my YouTube channel called The Lefty Agenda. Yeah, and also. Ding, ding, ding. Subscribe to our Patreon. Oh, the Patreon? The Patrizzlies? The Patrizzlos? (laughs) The Um, Uh, Yeah, we just launched our Patreon. Uh, We're going to be doing some bonus apps mm -hmm, over there. mm -hmm. As well as uh, the segment we're going to move into in just a second where we give you a little shout-out skis for being a Patreon. Yeah, we have one bonus episode up thus far, and I personally will say I was cracking up it's so funny it's so funny <laughs> it's really funny i'm not gonna give anything away but it is fan fiction it's yes yeah, so you're gonna want to so, 
check that out. You don't want to check Chisley that uh, how is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's $5 a month, which is, I think, somewhat reasonable. Yeah, and I mean, and you don't have to, like, necessarily be, like, a monthly, no. you know, like, if you don't have $5 one month, Do your fucking cancel thing. it. I don't care. Yeah. Don't even subscribe at all if you don't want to, but, like... You don't have extra we, It would income. be cool a lot if yeah. you did. If you want to support the podcast, please do, but if awesome. it's going to be stressful, don't worry about no. it. You're good. But we'll have a lot of fun shit. We'll make it worth your time and... Exactly. money so we still love you we love you no matter Regardless. what it's unconditional mom and dad are here <laughs> we love you <laughs> we love you um <laughs> and we support you yeah yeah um anything else? oh moving into our yes. patreon shout out here Plisley. we have one subscriber, subscriber whose name is justin <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin. We love you. Love you. Loving the vibes with you. <laughs> um, and he commented on our episode, yes. our bonus episode about fan fiction, and said it was very funny. He did. So thank you for that. We love you. But yeah, come become a patron and uh, yeah, check out our sure very fun bonus content. We'll everybody will think you're a really cool guy and no, that you're like true. super funny and sexy. Yeah, and like you're gonna be the life of the party if you. Yeah, do like that. if you're at a party and you wanna like flirt with somebody, you can be like, hey, like so. You know, I am a re- patron of remarks, mm-hmm. and that person is going to sprawl you across the table at that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Guaranteed. So. Like, you know, do what you have to do. True. Yeah, I know our podcast, um, men and women alike, really it instantly uh, tr- like turns them on, makes them aroused, yeah. and um, yeah. makes them sopping wet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know, it's our sexiness really just morphs into yours as well. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I feel because you can like. I know we're not dead, but you can channel us. Exactly. When you're yeah. a patron, that's actually one of the features. No, it is. <laughs> Similar to Mother God with Robin Williams. Exactly, yeah. Mm. You can, like, take our spirits yes. and into you. And um, and you get really sexy all of a sudden. You get really sexy, yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. You know, so, I mean. Lots to think about. missing out on. Some, <laughs> Lots some fun to think stuff. about. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening. Okay, love, love you. Bye. bye.